We want to welcome you to the Revelation Series 2020, Unlocking the Power of Prophecy. It says in Revelation chapter 1, verse 3, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed the things which are written in it, for the time is near. What is the book of Revelation? Well, according to the Hebrew, it is uncovering the life of Christ. The book of Revelation is not a book of prophecy, even though it contains prophecies. It is primarily prophecy being fulfilled. There are more elements of fulfilled prophecy in this one book than any other book of the Bible. You can read more about this in Matthew chapter 16, verses 16 and 17. It is what it is. It's a writing of the revelation of the life of Christ. Who wrote this book? Well, it was none other than John, the son of Zebedee. John was a fisherman with his father and his brother. He was the brother of James close partner with Peter. He is called one of the pillars of the Jerusalem church. He was known for healing and preaching. This was a disciple exiled to the island of Petmos. He wrote the Gospel of John, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, as well as the book of Revelation. Jesus referred to him as his beloved disciple. Now the characteristics of John are interesting. Before he had the indwelling life of Christ, he was known for being vengeful and fiery. That's according to Luke chapter 9, verse 54. He was also known for being judgmental according to Mark 9:38. He was also known for being selfish according to Mark Chapter 10, verses 35 through 37. 
One of the things he is known for by the Christian church today is that he reclined next to Jesus at the Last Supper. That can be found in John chapter 13, verses 23 and 24. After Pentecost, he was known for being bold, loving, and compassionate. Acts chapter 4, verse 13, and 1 John 4. He was the caretaker of Jesus' mother. And, like Paul, demons were afraid of him. John was a very unique character, since he is mostly known by the church today as being the disciple filled with love and certainly showing compassionate in all things. His writings are actually more of a description of the positive attributes of his negative characteristics before he became indwelt by the Spirit of the Living God. So instead of being vengeful, John actually became very forthright in his preaching and rightly dividing the difference between those who are saved and those who are unsaved. He had a clear understanding of the judgment of God. So instead of being judgmental, he became an expert, so to speak, on the judgments of God. Instead of being self-focused, he became Christ-focused and became known throughout all the generations of being a selfless disciple. The writing of the book of Revelation insists that the universe, as we know it, is moral at heart and that God the Father will use whatever force necessary to punish Satan and his triune, which is the beast, the Antichrist and the false prophet. He will also use this unfolding of the revelations of Jesus Christ to judge every demonic being. Every evil man who chose not to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And, last but not least, there will be a great judgment and there will be great punishment upon the nations that would not support the great home and land of Israel. The book of Revelation is all about the bride and the groom. The storyline is based upon the authority of the groom, Jesus Christ, past, present, and beyond. It warns and prepares the bride for the importance of suffering for righteousness' sake. It both defines the persecution of today's church and challenges all future bridal members with the trials they are about to face. This also is a book that is most ignored by Christians today. It seems to be a book that is filled with symbolism. But the question that has to be asked is, was the book written in symbols? Or was John actually documenting things that he saw with his own eyes, but had no other way to explain them than what is being written in the book of Revelation? We're going to explore that throughout this series. This series is going to take us probably almost a year 
to unfold all the primary details that are needed to understand the book of Revelation. Revelation is about two destinations. We're going to be discussing many of the details surrounding these two destinations. For example, soon we're going to start talking about the seven churches. But you need to understand that the book of Revelation is a book being written about the two destinations, heaven and hell. The Bible tells us this about heaven. It's the throne of God, Isaiah 66.1. It's a reward, Matthew 5.12. It's a place, a very safe place, from theft and destruction, Matthew 6.20. It's a place where there will be no marrying or giving in marriage. Yes, you heard that correct. There will not be any marriages because the Bride of Christ will be completely committed to the marriage of Jesus Christ. Matthew 22, verses 29 and 30. Heaven will be a house of many rooms according to John 14, 2. It'll be a home of righteousness, Peter said in 2 Peter 3, 13. It'll be a garden paradise. It will be beautiful according to Revelation 2.7. There certainly will be no hunger, thirst, tears, or scorching heat. It will be a pleasant place. Now the big question that a lot of people ask is, will it be a planet? Well, the new earth is being formed as we speak today, according to Revelation 7, 16 and 17. Yes, we will have a new planet, a new place, a new earth that we will dwell with Christ for eternity. It will be a place of victory and holiness. Revelation 15, 2 and also chapter 21, 2 makes it very clear there is only holiness in this place. Heaven is also a place God dwells personally with authentic believers. There will be no sadness, death, or pain, according to Revelation 21.4. Simply put, it will be a place lit up with God's glory. There will be no darkness. Revelation chapter 21 Verses 23 and 25 make that very clear. No impure thing or person will exist in heaven. This will only house righteous people who have been redeemed, made new through the indwelling life of Jesus Christ. And finally, it will be a place of life and healing forever and ever. Revelation 22 verses 1 through 5 simply paints an unbelievable picture of how heaven equals healing and righteousness. Now hell, on the other part, is a different story. Hell is a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's Matthew 25:30. A lot of people don't even know what gnashing of teeth is. Well, if you could imagine yourself being trapped in a room and there are creatures within this room that are not eating you, but they're just gnashing. They are chewing on you for eternity. 
Hell will be a place of outer darkness. Matthew chapter 22 verse 13 says, God is literally going to split the earth open. All the core of the earth, the fire, will come forth. All those who have not received Jesus Christ, including the triune and demons of Satan, will be tossed into this fire. Then he will take this old earth and he will toss it into outer darkness. This place will be a place of torment, according to Luke 16:23, a place of sorrows. 2 Samuel 22 verses 5 through 7 make that clear. It'll be a place of everlasting destruction. 2 Thessalonians 1:19. It'll be a place where people are tormented with fire and brimstone. Revelation 21:8. Can you imagine for eternity constantly being on fire, but there is no death in sight. It's just a constant burning. It'll be a place of worms that don't die. Mark chapter 9 verse 43. It'll be a place where fire is not quenched. There is no relief from this fire according to Mark 9 4. This will be a place where there is no rest. Revelation 14.11 On the worst day in your life where you experienced unrest, the type of no rest that will be in hell is not even comparable. It cannot even be measured to your worst day. And think of people in this state of unrest forever and ever. Hell is a place that will ultimately be a lake of fire. There seems to be a lot of talk, according to Revelation 20.14, about endless fire, brimstone, heat, torture. It'll be a place of hopelessness. And no desires shall be satisfied. Constant want, constant wanting relief, constant wanting out. But there will be no passageway. And again, a furnace of fire, according to Matthew chapter 13, verses 42 and 50. A place of separation, according to Matthew 13, 49. It will be a constant separation. It will also be a place of cowardly, unbelieving vile, murderers, sexual immorality, those who practice magic arts, idolaters, and of course, as Revelation 21.8 tells us, all the liars will be in this place. Finally, it'll be a place shut out from the Lord, His angels, and the saints. We will no longer have access to evil, Evil will no longer have access to us. Now those are the two places of destination that are filled throughout the book of Revelation of John clearly making it clear to us of what heaven looks like and what hell looks like. There must be some great reason why God told this angel who is ministering to John in this place to make it absolutely clear 
of these two places. A special note before we go. Most Christians have been taught that the book of Revelation is a part of the New Testament. Well, even though this is true, and regarding the canonization process of the early theologians, but here's the real truth. The scriptures have the same quality of Trinity as God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. This Trinity model of writing is also represented in the Holy Bible. The Bible is not divided into two parts, Old Testament and New Testament, which is the common thinking of most readers. The Trinity of the writing is actually Old Testament, New Testament, and the book of Revelation. This is very important to understand because there's a warning given in the final chapter of the book of Revelation that if anyone adds or deletes from this book, God will delete his name from the book of life. Now we're going to spend a great deal of time talking about that particular passage because what that does communicate is that you were once in the book of life and you were taken out. And the violation that would take you out of the book of life is people tampering with the book of Revelation. We'll take a lot of time talking about some of those details within the book of Revelation that are oftentimes misquoted, misrepresented, and many times simply avoided. This is a book that we need to tackle with the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to only communicate the primary principles that God himself wanted communicated to John to write them down so that he could deliver this message, this book, this writing to the seven churches. We will spend an enormous amount of time talking about the seven churches, the description of these churches, and how these churches are integrated into our church today. We're really excited about unlocking the power of prophecy by going through this Revelation series. And those of you who want to learn more about the book of Revelation... You can tap into www.im-worldview.thinkific.com. We have now an online course covering the topics and details of this book. Take a few moments and click on that subscribe button. We would love to have you subscribe to our YouTube channel. We will be posting all of our short messages here. And keep in mind, you can take the full course, which you can do in less than 30 minutes per course. Thank you for joining us today.